Today, we're going to approach our subject a little differently. Interviewing an artist that has come from an era of segregation reminds us that many things have changed while others have not. Mr. Frank Frazier, artist and activist, has endured a lot of pain, but also have brought joy to many. His love of art is influenced by black history and culture. Mr. Frazier had doubts about who his father was, but was heavily influenced by the men in his neighborhood. Art has always been a part of his life, but never really a part of his plan. Art saved Mr. Frazier's life. It gave him meaning. A father of five, he expresses his journey to manhood, started to flourish once he became a father. Our interview was held in his home studio in Dallas, Texas, in the Oak Cliff neighborhood. We were surrounded by collages, oil paintings, and drawings from many series of art he has created. When we entered the studio, he told us to put everything down and look at a painting called The Ship from How We Arrived Art Show. At this moment, we knew that this would be an interview to remember. This interview contains strong derogatory language. Please listen at your own risk. Thank you. We call the TTT. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we, I'm just, I'm so humbled right now. Um, I'm so grateful right now that you've really taken the time to sit here and this interview with the health talk about the sister too. But sometimes a little bit white stuff. Yeah, Mr. Frazier. You know that, <laughs> it right? does. Oh, you we know. all do it. Okay. It's called code switching. It's called. It's a story. So, Mr. Frazier. Um, I feel like I've, I've known you for a while. We've yeah. been here, what, 20 minutes now? Yeah, we've been on the front. Well, I, I feel like I've been knowing you forever. Is that a bracelet? No. What is that? This is what they put around, the Africans put around their children's legs mm. so they wouldn't fall away. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. See how, see how heavy it is. Oh, wow. Yeah, if you're out in the... Right. Huh. That's what they told me. That's what they told <laughs> <laughs> So, Mr. Frazier, tell us about your, yourself and your upbringing. Um, I was born in uh, Holland Hospital. Um, I actually, my mother was on the toilet bowl, probably taking a shit. <laughs> and, um, right, I mean, that's when, when I started coming out. Okay, okay. And, um, they rushed me to uh, the hospital. That's all I know. That's all you know? Okay. I know I was born in Holland Hospital. They said she was on, on the toilet bowl. Okay. You know, I'm glad she didn't let me out. Shit, I was there. She was in the bathroom. Right, because I could have drowned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or got hit in the head with some shit. <laughs> but um, I've been blessed. Um, I've been blessed. Um, after um, I got older, I was a bad boy. Here's the reason I was a bad boy, and I know why. I'm only like, I'm short, I know I ain't tall. Okay. So I got curly hair. Okay. I'm not, I wasn't a bad looking young man back then. I was cute. So I couldn't hang out with the crowd that I wanted to hang out with, with, so I fought a lot. And you know, I went went to a boys' institution. 
school so you you drew on the projector screen like that was your job right. that was what you had to do that's but, what got me to the school okay. i didn't finish high school huh. i went i went that was before i went to the service no before i went to the jail oh huh. okay but okay it wasn't a jail jail they call it boys institution uh, like institution you were but that's not uncommon back in the um, in right. your era. And even I mean, being put in special ed. Yeah, that's that, that's not that's not I uncommon. I straight up special ed. And you know what? Reggie Kelly. Okay. I remember the name. That was my teacher in special ed. Huh. That's the only teacher name I remember. Huh. It's the period. But they still, I mean, black boys are disproportionately put in special ed right. even now for right. emotional problems. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, or ADHD, but it's never a thing of intelligence. Then right. I went into the military. Okay. Mm-hmm. I went into the military because I knew I'd have clothes, I'd have a place to sleep, right. and a couple dollars. Right. So I went into the military, and it was all fine. But you have to remember, I'm coming from New York City. Right. I'm hip, but I know everything. <laughs> right. And I'm coming to the South. Oh, right. to do your training. Oh, yeah. Huh? To do your training, right. right. Well, no, I do my training in... I don't even know where it was. I was in Fort Dix, New York. Okay. I did okay. all the training up there. So here I come to the South. My first day, I get off the Greyhound bus in, in um, Fayetteville, North Carolina, actually Trailways. Hmm. And when I get off the bus, I'm thirsty. Huh. And I got a uniform on. Uh-oh. <laughs> so when I come out of the bus station, you know, through the colored part. Okay. I'm not thinking there was a silver dollar. We just talked about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I went in there, all I wanted was a Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. And he told me very nicely, we don't serve legal soldiers. Mm-hmm. And I, and I realized Crow? where I was. Where you were, yeah. Yep. Yeah, Jim Crow greeted you at that time. Then I tried to get an account at Sears. They wouldn't give me one. I still try not to eat at Kentucky Fried Chicken. They would not serve us back then. Wow. They would not serve us. That was I ordered a pizza from a pizza place. They rolled it up in, um, what's that, aluminum stuff? Yeah. Foil? Foil. Yeah. Huh. So it was a flat meat boy. They gave you a rolled up pizza? Back in then. <laughs> what? That's going to ruin it. I couldn't eat it in the store. Huh. You know, um, coming from north to the south it was really a whole 
probably most of all the people too. Too long. Matter of fact, when I got married, when you get married, you don't know what you need. I know I needed a witness there and all. Well, I didn't. So I had to run back out to the cab driver that was giving it, Mr. Caps. I remember. <laughs> I had to run back in, tell him to come back in for me. And, um, <laughs> what did I do, Chris? He was your witness. He was your witness. <laughs> like just it was, uh, <laughs> all my children are actually from my first wife. This first wife was Judy upstairs. She took care of all of them. Oh, oh wow. All of them. Uh, we, have another, we have two other children, too. I've been blessed. Yes, you have. Most no, definitely. I've been blessed. See, I know what blessed is. Us sitting right here right now, look what we're talking about. This is the blessing. You know, yes. we, ain't, we ain't talking about how we're going to eat an hour from now. Mm-hmm. We know we're going to eat anywhere, right? Right. And look at you sitting there with that shit all heading down. <laughs> Thank you. The couple coming back up there. I'm going to get you a wig and you going to wear it. What are we going to do? I said, I'm going to get you a wig. No, what? Yeah, yeah. Yes. He didn't come out and say I'm gay, but he has different ways. Okay. Yes. Right. <laughs> and I have to watch what I say around here. So, don't, don't I quit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the question I have for you, you've been through so much, you know. You, you, what, you married legal, you know, vagina, let me say that. <laughs> and um, you were in the, you served our country. You, you know, you realized where you were when you came to the South. They let you know, hey, you know, um, you kind of don't belong here. You know, all these different things can accumulate what have has you made you an, an artist. And so what was your defining moment in your life as an artist? What defined well, you? I remember you to the T. Hmm. Um, I was doing artwork. When I came out of the service. Okay. I was doing a lot of artwork. I was just... Just downstairs in that basement, I was in, in that house and room. You know who my two of my students were? Well, you're gonna love this. Cool. He gonna show me. Well, I got a picture of one on here. Okay. In the house here. Okay. You're gonna enjoy this. Oh. Is that Chuck B? Yeah. Yeah. It's my buddy, buddy. Oh, yeah. I've been with him since he was 12 years old. Wow. Oh, wow. You know who Is was he? in class with him? Who? Oh, that girl there. She was one of them rappers that died. I forgot mm. which one. Is that place alone? No, no, no. no that's, not, that's not her. Okay, what's her name? You know who was in class with him? Who? Eddie Murphy. <gasps> Get out of here. So you told him art? So at him, both of them, Howard Stern, he was leaving when we got there because he mm. was Jewish. Mm-hmm. And you know, all the Jews were moving out of that area. Okay. Like, and Julius Earth. Oh, wow. Dr. J. Oh, wow. Julius Irving? Yeah, they were all in the same uh, school. Julius was leaving when I got there. Oh, wow. Wow. um, Well, when they used to come to town, they'd come visit me. Or have me come to the show. Nice. Uh, But but Chuck, I I talked to him on the river. Well, this is have to do with art. Okay. When I was going through my divorce. Okay. With the first wife. Chuck's dad hired me to work in a, um, they had a, a 
worked in a factory where they made uh, fabrics. Okay, okay. And they they were having me design factory stuff, but I was they were they never used none of the stuff I designed. Okay. They just needed somebody to do it to show it to them other white people. Kind of like a sample. That's, that's right. Yeah. And, and and knew who they were gonna pick. Right. But uh, I did one piece called Morning Glory. Okay. And I took that piece of fabric, and for about five years I used it in my artwork. Huh. Just telling you. Just taking pieces. Right. Right. Okay. Now I don't know if you notice around here. Okay. Over here is a barrel full of fabric. Okay. All of this fabric came from Africa. Huh. Sometimes you don't know what you're looking at. When you look at the fabric, okay, young brother, I'm saying that you got the camera. See, when we look at this fabric here, we really don't know exactly what we're looking at. Right. Then when you look real good, see these are Cory shells. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. That's what. They, that's why I bought the fabric. Okay. She won't wear none of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, if I got time to get you to wear this stuff. Yeah, he's trying to give me the word African stuff. I'm like, no. <laughs> not really your style right now. No, not, but, uh, not my style at all. Like right. this here, you know what this is. This here is, uh, this is a real mud cloth. Yeah, you can this tell. This real, real, real mud cloth. You can see how thick it is. You can see out the ears. Let them feel it. That's real, real mud cloth. This is everything. And the family, y'all all know about it. Yeah, this is nice. Y'all mm -hmm. right. heard of Kenzie Clark? Yes. I only use real Kenzie Clark. Huh. So that whole bucket is full of fabric. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. So when you so when you use all these different materials back to your defining moment what made you what defined your moment as an artist i don't know how to, how to answer that question um what happened was uh, so what do you do to my cat right here the cat's right here <laughs> so, what, <laughs> so what happened i went to um i was always doing art some kind of art right um came home from Vietnam, I came out of the military, I had a good job. Right. Um, I looked the right way, right. it wasn't too dark and it right. wasn't too light. Right. right. So I went to work for Nestle. Okay. okay. Back then in, 19, in 1970, I was making about 450 a week. Which is a lot. Which is a lot, yeah. And I got a new company car every two years. Oh, wow. So I, I was like the star on the block in the, <laughs> in the hood. Right. And then um, one day, I decided I wanted to do my life. Right. And that's when the marriage ended. Hmm. Huh. The securities. Home, yeah. I came home with my suitcases. And she said the stupidest thing, and I gave her the stupidest answer back. She said, how are we going to pay the mortgage? I said, late like we've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the beginning and the end of that, huh? Well, we're still friends. My wife is real good friends with her. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. My wife pisses me off sometimes. <laughs> like when she goes out of the country, she's going to stay at their house. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but so it sounds like after you know you worked in the secure job, but like you know there was just a I light bulb moment. No, I wanted. I wanted control of my destiny. Yeah. I don't care how small it was going to be. Mm-hmm. See, like, I get off and show And my wife and other people get angry at me. She's going to start getting angry. White people be offering these shows at their museum. I did a couple of I did the Brooklyn Museum. Right. All of that stuff, though, yeah, I'm more interested in doing it with my people. Right. I want y'all to be in charge, though. See, I can move out of this house. I can go and move out there and see the hill and one of the big pretty houses right. and all the black folks room. But I want to stay in this hood. Yeah. Right. See, this hood, man, it's, this hood has changed. In the next segment, Mr. Frazier discusses taking pride in being present in the lives of his children. Mr. Frazier reflects on how media has changed his portrayal of interracial relationships and sexuality. He discusses his postal work for the NAACP and how his art has consistently caused controversy. Mr. Frazier also discusses his seminal piece, The Ship, and its specific references to the history of black oppression and fatherhood. We also hear from our photographer, a young father. Mr. Frazier gives him encouragement and challenges him to engage with his work in an intentional way. We discuss his current work with the NAACP and the conflict his art can cause when commissioned. Okay, so tell us what you thought about being a father before you became a father. Um, what were your ideas? I remember when my wife got pregnant. And to be honest with you, you don't like it. I didn't know what it was to be a father. Huh. That means there is no book. No, at all. You know, um, huh? There's no book <laughs> on parenting at all. Yeah. Um, I enjoy being a father. Matter of fact, that is one of my problems. <laughs> Ain't it? Because yes. I take care of everybody, don't I? <laughs> yes. I mean, I got people coming in the house that I know steal from me. Oh, you still love But you still love talking about that yesterday. Yeah, I was little since, like, April. She became one of my daughters. Oh, oh okay. Am I right? I'm just assuming. She's an artist, too. Okay. okay. What she, she's sweet, and she got, I didn't like the bodyguard at first. But, uh. He was a package. You met me, you met him. Yeah. I, didn't I tell you I didn't like you at first? Yes. <laughs> when I go to a art show, you know, I go like a, I go like a goddamn, like a, like a performer. You should. I got, I got the big cases. I put on, I put on this art in cases. Right. And here I am, 75 years old, pushing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you have us to push it. That's what he's saying. Plot. Well, will I let you, will I let you push it? No. 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 I'm a male shoulders to the chief. <laughs> well, at least he can identify that. You at know? least. Acknowledge me for the first time. Well, you know what? What's funny about that? I let my wife push it. My wife ain't no punk. <laughs> did she ask? Did she want to? Did she want to help? She did in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Told you she went and got her own job. You gonna meet her before you leave? Uh, you remember being, being a father? You know, it's interesting that you asked me that. Cause I got a letter today mm-hmm. from one of my grandsons is in jail. Mm-hmm. 
told me in the beginning of that video, I love you and all that, because that's what they teach them, how to do that shit in jail. I love you, care about you and all that. Then down at the bottom, he started saying, the, the problem with he is, his mother, is, he don't like the person his mama lives with. Mm -hmm. I can't do nothing about that. Right. right. And I sent something to somebody, so he was questioning me about that. Plus, see, when they in jail, they get these girlfriends. Yep. Mm. He got this girl I ain't never seen in my life. Mm -hmm. So much, and it's it's all part of. It's hard being a parent, right? Father. Mm. But the nicest thing I can say about me as a father, I've always been there for my children, even if I was wrong. Mm -hmm. I've well, still been there. That's good. And I always knew how to write that check. Yeah, well. At least you write the check. You talk, you talk about the thing was say what you want to say. Mm -hmm. Daddy can't write the check. He ain't shit. Right. right. Being a provider is still What I'm noticing is that you you're a father to many. Yeah. Okay. My and wife thinks sometimes too many. Too, too many. You know, sometimes that that does happen. Well, she be doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. She loans one little kid a hundred dollars all of that. And I ask her, he pay you back. She give me the same old story. Well. If he doesn't pay me back, that means he know he can't have a bar again. Oh, you just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so, since you are a father to many, um, kind of describe your um, your your journey so far to fatherhood, because you're still a father. You're it's all been good. I, I really, I have no complaints about that journey as a father. I met I met children I don't like. Um, some of them belong to me. Some of them don't. Yeah. Some of them don't. <laughs> what? He's a mess. <laughs> I know you told him the truth. I know we listening to the truth. I left a couple of them on the side of the highway. Right. Well, hey. you know, um, Tough love. Yeah, still working. You can't be everybody. <laughs> you can't ever. You can't be everyone. I try. Most definitely. I try. And I get real emotional. Yeah. yeah. But it. um, it's, it's, it's been a good journey as a father. And I'm proud to say I'm a black father mm -hmm. first. Yes. And I'm, I do the poster every year. This is probably the last year. You can print this too. I do the poster every year for 30 years mm. for the NAACP. For 30 years I've been doing it. Mm. I thought I had one down here. I did the poster this year. Um, Chris, come over here. Now you want to see this. Pick up there a little bit. I think there's one there. See if no, pick, go, go on, go down, down, down. Down, keep going. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Keep, uh, uh, keep going. Okay, Chris, mm -hmm. listen. Go upstairs. Watch your head. Go on the porch. Mm -hmm. Pull one of those posters out. Okay. Okay, wait a minute. You know where the computer room is? I can find it. Okay, next to the bathroom. Bring one of those posters. Bring them both down here. Okay. So why? Yeah, this is good. So why we wait for Chris to bring the picture? Okay, so um, seeing that father is a big part of your identity, how has it enhanced or influenced your artistry? I mean, uh, as far as the, the type of pieces you choose, the type of um, media, has it influenced it in any way? Most of my pieces. Yes, because I'm a father. Most definitely. And All your but, pieces? But, well, if you look at the pieces, see, y'all haven't really looked at my work.
you asking all these questions, you ain't looked at my work. <laughs> he wants the work right? to speak for itself. And your work does speak for itself. No, no, no. You you just looking at it from a distance. You ain't see just like I, I told y'all about that piece there about all the red. Mm-hmm. The red were the men, the fathers, mm-hmm. jumping off the ship. Mm-hmm. They couldn't take it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In handcuffs? Huh? Yeah. No, when they came up like to wash them on the ship, to wash their body, they would jump off. That's what that red in there, that indicates that's real blood. That's real blood. Mm-hmm. That's my blood. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to indicate something. Like, if you look at these pieces here good, you always see down at the bottom. You see, see the man down there protecting them? Protect, yes. That ivory? Most, yes. And, and that, that's my point with the man. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the people that work for me get upset at me because I'm real big on you got to take care of your woman. Most definitely. And you got to take care of your children. Most definitely. Because, see, I be taking care of a lot of people's children. See, if, if I'm talking about great grandbaby, they ain't my goddamn kids. They my grandbaby. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm still, if I'm paying the bill. Yeah. <laughs> and fatherhood is great, but sometimes, especially young brothers, like I'm not saying you, young brothers. I mean, I'm, I'm a young father. I had, I had my son when I was 21. See, he know what I'm talking about. You, right. you paying that, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sending a check on time, right? Transport? Yeah. Nah, I ain't no child. Oh, she like you, huh? Because I take care of I take oh, care of okay. you. Okay, you say that right. See, as a father now, I can do the artwork that I want to do. Right. Um, a couple of them may say, it's my son next. Mm-hmm. And see, fathers care about it, too. Well, you know, we have another problem. That you got me on tape? Yes. Mm-hmm. We got another problem that uh, you women don't really sometimes understand. The biggest problem in our community is y'all letting these men kill each other. Mm-hmm. We got more of that going. I mean, get mad at the police, okay. But what about the brother that just shot three kids? Yeah. In a drive-by. Exactly. A drive-by, you don't even know who they are. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, we, we, we fathers are fussing at, we worried about fussing at the police. You know, what you, you would be amazed who I've been in my life. Mm. I mean, mm. blessed. And fathers is real important to me. My father was half shaky. Mm. But I lived with my father. Mm. And sometimes, even today, I still wonder who goddamn my father is. Because... Mm. The man that I look like, mm-hmm. he says he, my mama says, he ain't my father. Mm-hmm. She was married to James Fraser. Mm-hmm. James died from, I don't even, I don't remember seeing him in my life. Mm-hmm. And my mother dying dead. I said, is Dickie my father? She said, no. But back in those days, they took it to the grave. Yeah, mm-hmm. they sure did. Yeah. And if you saw a picture, Oh man, I'm thinking about my father. I got hair just like him. Yeah. He's Puerto Rican. Uh-huh. I mean, you were in Harlem, right? Yeah. All right. It was easy. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and what happened one day, Lord, you started it. And I came home from the boys' institution. 
You know, I'm living with them, my parents. Okay. Me and him got in an argument about something. Hmm. And I told him, you ain't none of my goddamn father. Mm. Wow. And he gave me that look. Like, how did you know? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, I had to live with that the rest of my life. Yeah. I, and I remember when I was in Philadelphia and I had some money problems, hmm. he bought me the check. Mm. Yeah, he said, take care of you. But I, but I ain't what my mama said. Your, mm. So you, all the people that you have met in your life, I know everyone is not an artist. And so how do you think art can help non-artists after becoming a parent? Because I know everyone that has passed, um, passed your path, they're not like artists. Help. How Simple. You, Go buy some goddamn art from a black artist. Support an artist. Support an artist, okay. Right. Okay. I mean, that's, that's what it's all really all about. Is that right. what it's all about with me now? Yeah. I mean, I'm 75 years old. Right. My family is secure. Me and my wife are secure. I like her most of the time. <laughs> Most well, you being honest, you said most of the yeah. Yeah, she probably heard me. She comes out with something from our Yeah. My wife ain't gonna pump. All right, she can't be being with you. There's no way. And I know I'm blessed. You're right. I mean, you know, there's there's so many things we take for granted. Mr. Frazier discusses his recent series on the Vietnam War, opening at the Buffalo Museum in Houston, Texas. He describes a raw portrayal of the mentality and motivations of a young man in war. He addresses some of his chauvinistic views and the contrast between how he approaches women being exploited in his personal life. Mr. Frazier challenges everyone to think about what they believe and what motivates their behavior. He and Nyetta challenge one another and find a friendship in the process. So yeah, buying art, surrounding yourself with art, even if you're not an artist, is a good thing. But then how can fathers specifically use art to connect with their kids? Take them to the museum. Yeah. Take them to the art galleries. You know, take them places. Fathers need... Fathers need... You know, I do silly stuff on the road. I see a, a statue of black father and, and, and son together. I get out of the car and say, thank you, brother. Yeah. You look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> like when I'm on the highway and I see brothers working on the highway, right. I stop and say hello. A brother working. Get <laughs> <laughs> you crazy. You know what I'm yes, she did. See, I'm not in my life. It was just like, what? It just kept walking. <laughs> Don't make eye contact, right? Because I appreciate our black men. I really do. I know I, need, I know we needed y'all to bring us into existence. Right. But I appreciate the brother. And we brothers need to really start showing love for each other. Most definitely. But I do. What's that? Uh, yes, ma'am. Oh. Okay. You know I'm in the military, right? Yeah, you told me you were in the military. You know, I got shot a couple times. Oh, you said it. Oh, you know that. No, you know that. Well, walk with the king. That's what. Uh -oh. I'm talking about shot, shot. Ooh. Mm. But it was all. See, I'm, I just finished a whole series mm. on Vietnam. See, y'all don't really look at the artwork. Y'all just look around. Uh, you ain't learning nothing. See, like. Uh, Chris, pick up that piece with the red frame. Please. Well, I got y'all here, you're gonna have to listen. That's, a, that's okay. We listen. Okay. The name of that 
that is the opening piece to my show. I'm opening it up next month at the uh, Buffalo Museum in Houston. In Houston, yeah. Mm -hmm. Name of that piece is Good Morning Vietnam. Mm -hmm. One of the problems that we are having, she also keeps the school system. Oh, I wish and I had that class. The father, <laughs> she, she wants the father, wants, wants, wants the child, father is gone. And I mean, I don't care what you say, rest of it is on you, the mother. Right, yeah. You got to train your son to respect the woman. And first again, but that ain't what's happening. Well, well you speaking like, the truth. Yeah. Does men like you that take on that role? That's people that don't have a See, that's why the young brothers talk to women like that. Right. I mean, how much rap do you listen to? I like rap. I'm, I'm okay. guilty. But how are you going to go? But I work out to it. It has great feet. Come on. Can't. Don't judge me. <laughs> you can't. You're judging me. <laughs> that's a workout. I can't work out to Frank Sinatra. Come on. A squat. Hey, no. It's, I need, no. I can't do that. <laughs> But yeah, there's a lot of influences. Yeah, I need some. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of influences that that make it harder for parents, for a single parent to Most teach them all that. But again, there's men out there like you, teachers. My wife was that bad. She just got back from. So, Mr. Mr. Frazier, hold on, uh, Mr. Frazier. Uh, uh, no, Mr. Frazier, three more questions, then we can talk all day. Come on, Mr. Frazier. Right, I got until four o'clock. Uh, no, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> really, Mr. Well, Frazier. You gonna be here at four? See, okay. three more. This, this is one of the best selling songs on. And I sat and listened to it. Can that be for real? And it's your fault. It's <laughs> your, your fault. It's your fault. We babies, remember? Yeah, we yeah, we guys our fault. Yeah, what are you talking about? Tristan, we're going to dedicate this to the pretty young lady. You know, pretty young lady that wouldn't give us the play before the album? This is for you. Tip for the simple fact you own it like a gnat on the dog's dick. With me tonight, I also have Mr. Anthony. What'd you say about my mother, man? Once upon a time in the projects, yeah. I'm listening to you. I said, I damn near yeah. had to wake up. I never listened to you. Women boys. Like you come to pay a little visit to you. I want to suck with the niggas in a parking lot. He said, fuck. He I'm listening to the 
That's from the 90s. That's not even new. That's not even new. That's no, no. no, it's all good. No, I'm just saying, but this is not anything new. It's 20 you know, years. You just became a new friend. I'm a new friend. You know that, right? I know this. Okay. I know this. So, what encouragement or advice would you give a father? that may be struggling with identity issues after having a child. So we listen to Ice Cube. But wait a minute, you just say identity. What yeah, who he like? is as who a man. Who he is as a man. Yeah. <laughs> they struggle. Yeah. Most definitely, you see, well, you just played it. So women are struggling too. Well, I was last month, we did most. We, we, we talking about father, we talking about father. When we, you, when you not listening. <laughs> oh. You're not listening. The mothers, the mothers. Okay. See, most of these men don't have any fathers. Am I right, young brother? Right. I mean, 90% of them don't. That's why, you know how many young men I got around me? Oh, a lot. Yeah, we all ain't got damn fathers. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's what we're saying. We know because you become a father so many. See, the mother's got to pick up some of this slack. Right. I can't pick it but up. But a mother cannot teach a man how to be, be a man. No. Cannot. Well, no, no, I don't disagree. A mother can't teach a man how to respect a woman. A woman. Yeah. But also resent her at the same time. Number Definitely. one, number one, she's a woman. Mm-hmm. And see, when I hear about men beating their wives, Right. You answered the question long before we asked it with the yes. encouragement advice. You've already told men to be proud of who they are, to spend time with their right. kids, and to, to connect with other men. But the mothers need to tell. The mothers are there. Yeah. No, no, the mothers need to tell the men. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're young men. Yes. I, I know, see, our fathers, we are for, we are for structure mm-hmm. for the man. Yes. The mother is embedded in him. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to see this happen to your mother. And that's the way you need to feel about all of those women out there. All of them. But they're growing up without balance. That's what uh-huh. that, that, that was missing. Because if mom is doing both, yes. kids have a hard time, you know, separating. Okay, well, mama loves me, so she's going to do what I want. But then mama's mean. Either it's one extreme or the other. Because they're okay. kids. They got well, young. Right. right. And I mean, mom is good, but it's also, that's where you get that rebellion, too. Right. Like, you come, they start killing it. Yes, I was a substitute teacher for a year in DISD, so trust me, I know exactly what it's looking like. It's a lot you don't know about me that's sitting in this seat over here. <laughs> I ain't scared of you. Right. I don't want you to. <laughs> and that's what we, and that's what I do with those kids. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna meet, we're going to meet you in San Antonio. <laughs> you got to have your butt there. <laughs> you got any African clothes? No, but I'm sure. Everybody don't have to wear African I ain't, I wasn't talking. No, but you know. That's what I was about to go. They don't have to wear African clothes, but I'm not a I'm not like a pause and not wearing it. Like I love clothes. I, I love fashion. All I, did, I love all so I did was ask you and she got all in. No, no, she like, know where it was going. I knew where it was going before it got started. <laughs> so Mr. Fraser, tell people how they can find your work and how they can um, support your work and <laughs> So Frank, yeah. tell me about this exhibit. The Frank yeah, Frazier. Yeah, that's the price list. Price list, okay. The other thing I give the people when they come to my booth. Okay. Just read the back of it. Read it out loud. It's good for the ego. 
Works Pack Empowering Political Punch, September 18th, 2010, by Amy Davis, the Columbus Dispatch. The third installment in the African Tradition Influence series at the King Arts Complex presents drawings, collages, and paintings by Frank Frazier. <clears throat> Using a combination of traditional mediums and found materials, Frazier creates pen and ink contour drawings, cloth and appropriate floss collages, and India ink and shoe polish paintings. In Dakar, he used mixed media on a black background to portray African figures. Swatches of fabric, both painted and acquired through travel, act as both pillars and as bodies. The result is quilt-like, reminiscent of the story quilts of Faith Ringgold. In a series of pen and ink drawings, Frazier uses a contour line to elucidate the cruelty of bondage and the violence of subjugation and revolt. His shoe polish paintings are packed with meaning. In the first half of the 20th century, shoe polish was used by performers in blackface and by the Ku Klux Klan to write derogatory messages. Frazier says his intent was to turn an object with a negative connotation into one that could be used as a positive force. Using swirling black streaks over broad sheets of white paper, he depicts scenes that prompt anger, such as restaurants with racist interests, policies and know, and know what, or those that can spark joy, illustrating, for example, the rise of Motown and Color Girls Can Sing Under the Rainbow. Still Ain't Got No is a powerful collage of civil rights history. A building is covered in graffiti, tracking prominent blacks from W.B. Du Bois and the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. to, present, to President Barack Obama. People vibrantly portrayed in blue, green, red, and purple congregate on the stairs of the building. Across the bottom of the page are Africa-inspired masks. We Jam the Old Way in the end of the show, part two, investigate color and contour, merging the two in a depiction of a riotous celebration of music. Frazier's... That was last sentence. This, this is great. So I'm, I'm looking at this one, it says Frank Frazier, titles and price list. Right. And so you have Visions in Black, where, I, where you can find his work, 1718, Oh, that's you. Ramsey Avenue, right. Dallas, Texas, 75216. Um, visions at SWBell.net. And his number is 817-368-2149. So if anyone is interested in his work, he has amazing work. I'm looking at all his great work here. Yes. Yes. That's the most piece I love it. It's beautiful. This interview was amazing. Mr. Frazier is truly a living legend. Irrelevant brilliant and hilarious, our time with Mr. Frazier will be a cherished memory. We hope you were inspired to seek out his work, experience it, and have a conversation. Mr. Frazier has survived some of the darkest times in modern history in his lifetime. He has been a vessel to express the collective pain of Black Americans. He knows his role as a father is central to his identity as a man. Thank you so much for listening to The Help Show. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Podbean. Leave a comment on the episode. We know it's a doozy. Follow us on social media at Facebook and Instagram at The Help Show. The Help Show is produced by Nyetta Reynolds, Tiffany Lindley, and Davion Abney. Thank you for your support and stay tuned. <laughs>